So, I am a mum of three. I have a teenager, a preteen, and a three-major. So, life is a wee bit crazy. Um, I absolutely adore being a mum. It's all I've ever wanted to be. But that doesn't mean it's always come easy. Um, I've had seasons of loss and heartache, and I've watched others go through that grief too. So, I just want to say it's a privilege that I never, ever take for granted. So, I was asked to share a Bible verse that's been significant to me as a mum. And this one is Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I've chosen this one because I've realised that what has been invaluable to me um, and has given me so much reassurance over the last 14 years, especially, um, is the biblical truth that God never changes. I think one of the hardest things that we go through in life is the concept of change. And this is especially true in this beautiful but crazy roller coaster of motherhood. Everything in life is always changing, all the time. We go through stages and seasons constantly. Right from the leap into motherhood, we're faced with changes to all aspects of our lives. Our identities, our bodies, marriages, friendships, careers, they all look so drastically different, pretty much overnight, and they keep evolving. I often feel like there are so many things that are out of my control. Circumstances are so changeable from day to day and are dependent on so many variables. We have to adapt our expectations on a regular basis. It can be small, trivial things, like expectations of having a hot coffee. Thanks, Lauren. Getting through a mealtime without food ending up on the ceiling, or even just a full night's sleep. But at the other extreme, it can be really tough, heartbreaking changes to our hopes and plans, due to dreams being shattered, a diagnosis of some kind, fertility or relationship issues. As a mum, I find that there are phases that I go through that I just love, and I resist the change. I want to hit the pause button. I revel in the moment, not let the kids grow up so fast. Like the blissful newborn stage, or the inquisitive toddler stage, or having like full, deep, meaningful chats with your teenagers. But I've also faced other times, and I feel guilty, because I'm wishing and willing for the stage to pass. Like toilet training, exam times, tantrums in the middle of Tesco. Sometimes I just feel like I've got my head around a certain stage. I've got that stage mastered, but before you know it, the next stage is upon you and you're back to square one. It can all be a bit of a whirlwind. Without the knowledge that I have an unalterable creator, a constantly heavenly father, I would find this fluctuating overwhelming. With the beautiful chaos that mothering my three bring, I feel that sometimes it can take really little to tip me over the edge one way or the other. I can be so easily led by my changing emotions and of those around me. I have moments where I think, ah, oh, it's like the Waltons, I've had a great day, everything's been great, everything's in good form, my little angels can do no wrong, and I'm constantly taking photos of these cute little moments to capture. But the next night I could be lying in bed, racked with mum guilt. It's been a shocker of a day, and I've lost my temper, and I've turned into a mini Miss Trunchbull. Life can be such a fine balancing act. Navigating these highs and lows can be exhausting and unsettling. Not knowing what is around the corner can rob us of joy. With our human understandings of moods and feelings, it can be hard to fathom that with that supernatural truth that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But he is God. He is with us in the midst of the chaos, but he is also above it. He remains unchanged. 
So because there's always something going on at home, big or small, I have found that I need that anchor, that rock, that unchangeable presence of Jesus in my life more than ever. When I read that verse, it reminds me that his attributes, his promises, his faithfulness, his grace and his love never change or vary. It gives me strength and hope when everything else is so unpredictable. Those qualities are not dependent on God's feelings or emotions or tiredness levels. He doesn't huff with us or hold grudges. His unconditional love doesn't fluctuate on our good days and bad days. He is the same always. Jesus is our constant. We can hold his sure and steadying hand as he journeys with us. Some days I know I just need to take a moment and rest fully assured in that fact. We'll still go through seasons and, we can ha and changes all the time, but we can have living right in our hearts that one thing in life that we can be sure of that doesn't alter and never will. So my prayer for us is that we not only cling to that fact and that truth, but that we stand firm in it it can give us holy confidence to face whatever motherhood or life throws at us because he never changes. Up next is Lynn. Oh, I feel a bit nervous. Oh, I've actually never spoke about this publicly, so I do feel a little bit nervous. I feel like I need to introduce myself. I am known to the Compassion team. They're my friends. I have been around the church building, and I know Natalie's over here. I can't believe it, Natalie, but it's three years. I have an office in the Compassion Centre, and um, in the three years that I've been here and working here, I have been showing kindness, encouragement, love, and that has drawn me into your church. So uh, it's lovely to be here and I've been invited to this morning to share a verse that has uh, been particularly meaningful to me in motherhood. And my verse is found in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. Um, I'm going to say a few verses, read a few verses before it, but the main verse is 16. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived is the things that God has prepared for those who love him. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That is my verse, but we have the mind of Christ. So a little bit about me. I think the pictures are coming up. I'm a mum to five. Um, three are troublesome and cause me stress. Two are wonderful. They come, they come in the blow of a whistle. <laughs> they sit at my feet and they do as they're told. And I love them to death. They're all, uh, they're all my children. I've also put another picture up there and I don't think he's here, it's up. I wanted to say this to all the girls who are mums, young mums. I had the privilege of raising my children with Debbie Martin and her four. It was quite a joy. And I think at times in her life, she was mum to my children and I was mum to her children. And I think I'm the only person, it's a picture up, it's not up, but I'm the only person that still calls Will Martin William. He'll always be William to me. And I'm going to say to you girls this morning, while you do parenthood, motherhood, get alongside a good friend. It's absolutely essential and it makes the joy 
uh, or the journey easier. I don't know about the joy, but it makes the journey a lot easier. Uh, I'm sure I'm not alone in saying this morning, we all have an idea of how we think our life is going to look, how we think our life is going to look, and what it's going to pan out to be. I thought my life, I loved Jesus and I still love Jesus. I read my Bible, I prayed every day and I thought I am going to do great things for God. I'm going to, I'm going to be in ministry, I'm going to be in leadership, but I thought I would do it with my husband. I thought we'd share it together and we would be the dream team for God. The reality was decisions were made, choices were taken, and for the last 10 years, I've raised my three children alone as a single parent. And if you are sitting close to someone, a mummy, who is a single parent, give her a wee squeeze. It can often be tough, but it's a privilege to do it. I, I think, as I reflect, the sense of injustice this is not how it's meant to be. My husband and I were going to be this and this, and God, this is not it. This is not what it should look like. I, 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 I'm part of a team, but I was flying solo. And Benji said something really interesting the other week when he was praying. When we are at the end of ourselves, that is just the beginning. And I want to testify today that with God, his kingdom is paradoxical. When we are at the end and we think we're at the end, we are just starting. And I want to say that, oh, catch my breath. I want to say that to Mandy and Darren and to other couples who are facing tough times. It is just the beginning. It didn't turn out how it was meant to. But I realized in that moment, God was just starting with me. I didn't believe I could raise the kids by myself, actually. I thought, how can I actually do it? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just share with you how my mind, how God broke into my life in a, in a real and a dynamic way. I didn't believe I could do it. But my spirit's from God and I have the mind of Christ. I remember getting a phone call from my son and he said to me, Oh, mum, my tyres blew out on the road to Belfast, half past seven on a Monday morning, the road to Belfast. I've had a blowout and all the cars behind me are, are, are packing up. And I drove to that scene outside Bally Gilbert Church. And all I had was, I've got a spirit from God and I have the mind of Christ and I am handling this. Call, could you come and collect us? Something's happened. I drive to the destination in fear and trepidation, but my spirit is not from this world. I've been given the spirit. My spirit is from God, and I have the mind of Christ. As my kids grieved for their dad who lived in England, I thought, How can I do this? I can't do it, but my spirit is of God, and I have the mind of Christ. And there is nothing I feel this morning of myself. I am absolutely nothing. But with God, I am absolutely invincible. And we all are girls. Phil said the other week there, we have to choose. We, we don't live in what's available 
available to us as Christians. I'm going to say that again. We don't live in what's available to us as Christians. We have to choose to step into that. Our spirit is of God, not of this world mind of Christ. And I want to tell you something about Jesus Christ today. If you're here and you do not know him, he is unique. He is unparalleled. He is the unshakable son of God who's powerful, who is unsurpassed. And through that spirit, girls, we have access to his power. But we have to choose this morning to step into that and to become of ourselves nothing. But of Christ, we are invincible. And I'd encourage you all this morning to step in and to hold on to the promises, to the verses that are ours to claim and what is, as Phil said the other week, what is available to us. As I finish up, I want to leave these little cards. I'm going to leave them at the front. It's entirely up to you if you take them. Over the years, as I've journeyed through being a single parent, I have had promises and things I've held on to, and they're on this card. And the mind of Christ is on it along with others. That is what's available on this card. It's what is available to us as Christian women. And if you want to take a little card, I'd be delighted if you did. Um, and it has been a privilege to, be, to start to become part of your church. And I'm happy this morning to speak to anyone who is, feels like they're at the end of something. But I just want to remind you this morning, it's actually just the beginning. I always tell Lynn that she doesn't when she speaks. It's really the only thing she needs to learn how to do. Um, can I just echo something? Because really what I want to say today is um, there's a lot of people who often tell me that they think I'm a pretty okay person. And today I just want to pay tribute to to the reality of the investment that's been done in me. Um, and part of that is Lynn. We have known each other for over 20 years, been really close friends, certainly for the last 20 odd years. And there's just nothing like walking this journey with someone who pulls you towards God and never pushes you away from him. Um, but... When I thought about what I wanted to say on Mother's Day, this was not what I intended to say. What, but God woke me up in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago, and this is what was laid on my heart, because he reminded me of Mother's Day two years ago, 2021. We were in lockdown. I don't know if you remember that, but we were. And um, I'm pretty sure that Ariana Walker from Mercy UK had recorded a message for us that we put out to the church. And I can't remember why, but the team had gathered. We were, we were um, experiencing the service up in the office area. And I remember the worship starting. And I just started to cry. Like, couldn't stop. And six months before, my mum had passed away. It was my first Mother's Day without a mum. And I didn't think I would get emotional. But I did. And as I reflected a couple of nights ago on why I felt that level of emotion, I realized that my mom's the other person that I just wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. 
just from the perspective of my mom was one of those people who invested in me. Um, I can remember as a teenager wrestling out my faith and trying to figure out what I believed around our dinner table and the conversations that we had as a family. But I remember even more so as a young adult, Wednesday afternoon, um, I went to Stramillis College to train to be a teacher. And in Stramillis, for some reason, Wednesdays are half days. So good. You get out at lunchtime regardless of, of what. And even when you're on teaching practice, you get to leave at lunchtime. It was amazing. And I used to go down into Belfast and meet my mum, who worked in Littlewoods. Um, and the two of us would walk around, get a black taxi, out home to Rathkill. And then we would sit down with our lunch. And probably for about three hours could sit and talk and I wrestled out so many things with my mum on those Wednesday afternoons you see my older brother and sister had got married within a year of each other and I was the only one at home and mum and I sat and we talked about faith and God and friendships and relationships and all sorts of things and I treasure those conversations and the reason that I sometimes get upset when I think about my mum is I don't have those anymore and I don't have her to go to. And I miss it. And the challenge that God brought to me that, that night as I was lying in my bed is, are you doing that for anyone else, Debbie? Are you leaving a legacy like the one that was left to you? My prayer is I'm doing it for the four kids that I have and the extras that they've brought into our lives. But I just want to challenge all of us today, male, female, I don't care if you're 12 or if you're 92, if you look around, there'll be someone younger than you. There'll be more if you're 92, but there'll be someone younger than you. Are we prepared to take what we know of God and who we have known him to be and what we understand of our faith and pass it on to others? to take the moment to invest in someone else. In Deuteronomy, when Moses was saying goodbye to the people, he said this to them in Deuteronomy chapter 6. He said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Make God's word. Make your faith a topic of everyday conversation. Make it a part of the world that we live in. I used to sit with my kids and we'd watch something on the TV and I'd be like, do you think that lines up with the Bible? It's a very irritating thing. If you want to irritate your teenagers, absolutely do that. Or wait till a song comes on. Um, um, I remember a Bruno Mars song. Um, something about Marry Me, right? Morning, one morning driving to school and I said to the kids, is that really how God views marriage? Mom, it's just a song. Do you know what? Talk to your kids. Talk to those around you. Talk to those that are in your sphere of influence. Share what you know. Share who God is to you. 
Share your understanding of his word. Let's be prepared to pass on the legacy of faith that each one of us has. Let's be prepared to pass it on to someone else. To build our family, this church family, together in faith. I believe that that is what God calls us to do. And I would encourage each one of us, regardless of what stage of life you are at or how much you think you know, why not be prepared to pass it on? Let me pray for us as we finish out today. Father, I am so grateful for the mothers, the women, the girls that are in this room. I'm grateful for the the potential and the influence and the legacy that sits in this room. I'm grateful for the men and for the boys who walk alongside us. Father, help us as your church to come together to be the family of God that you call us to be. And help each one of us to take what we know of you, to take what you have shown us, and to be prepared to take the time to offer it to someone else. Father, may we make you the center of our conversations, the center of our lives. May we take your word and actually choose to live by it, to talk about it, to believe what it says and to live from that place. Father, thank you for every girl that has shared from this stage this morning. May you take our words and use them, Father, for your honor and for your glory. And we just ask that, Father, you would fill us with your spirit, empower us as we walk out of this room today. And, Father, may there be a difference in how we live our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.